PRI's The World tells stories from around the globe, stories about hope and change, repression and revolution, families and future dreams. Support PRI's Global Reporting Fund by visiting Indiegogo.com, that's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com, and search for PRI. Thank you for your support. Just a bunch of Libyan militants hanging out with big guns. Today, Tuesday, May 7th, this is The World. I'm Marco Werman. Militants in Libya lay siege to two government ministries and then stick around to talk with a reporter. By the time I arrived, they were lounging around, drinking bottled water, smoking cigarettes, uh, having a snack, uh, and were happy to chat. Also today, why Russian President Vladimir Putin kept Secretary of State John Kerry waiting for three hours today. He likes to get people off balance. He likes to be able to basically exploit their kind of vulnerabilities, their frustrations, and, you know, turn things around to, to his advantage. Plus, as Iran gears up for a presidential election, we recall the run-up to the last presidential vote there. There was so much electricity and there was so much hope in the air. PRI's The World is supported by Medtronic Philanthropy, acknowledging the work of Women Heart and celebrating its newest Wenger Award recipients who are making extraordinary contributions in the heart health field. More at womenheart.org. And by PBS, presenting TED Talks Education. John Legend hosts Jeffrey Canada, Bill Gates, and America's leading thinkers and educators on TED's first television show. Airs tonight at 10, 9 central on PBS. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. This week, Congress holds new hearings on the attacks last September in Benghazi, Libya. Those attacks left U.S. Ambassador Chris Stevens and three other Americans dead. Today, President Obama's choice to replace Stevens spoke at her confirmation hearing. Deborah K. Jones made it clear that, as ambassador, the security of U.S. diplomats in Libya will be her top priority. Currently, the security situation in Libya continues to be a big challenge. Right now, gunmen are laying siege to two of the country's biggest government agencies, the Foreign Ministry and the Justice Ministry. New York Times correspondent David Kirkpatrick is in Libya. He says he's been talking with some of the gunmen who are demanding that several Gaddafi era ministers stepped down. It was a, a bunch of guys with AK-47s and truck-mounted artillery uh, surrounding two major ministries and basically shutting them down. What's distinctive about this protest is the protesters, although heavily armed, insisted they were there in peace, uh, that they were a nonviolent protest, but with uh, heavy artillery. And that's just sort of the way that, that, that politics here has, has evolved. Obviously, there's an implicit threat when you bring heavy weapons to the government ministries. So they came to the ministries in peace, but with guns, big guns. How close were you able to get to them? Were you able to speak with them? Absolutely. That's the wonderful thing about Libya right now. The uh, occupants of the ministries promptly fled without any struggle. The government made no e- effort to deter these people from setting up their siege. And so by the time I arrived, they were lounging around, drinking bottled water, smoking cigarettes, uh, having a snack, uh, and were happy to chat. Uh, and it continued that way in peace for about a week. We're entering a more critical and dangerous stage right now. Uh, the parliament complied with their immediate demand, which was for a new law barring former Qaddafi officials from government. 
But uh, even though that demand has been satisfied, the, the guys with guns outside the ministries haven't left yet. Uh, they're insisting that not only uh, the parliament uh, give in to their wishes and succumb to the threats of, of force, also the prime minister should resign. Uh, they're holding out for that right now, and so far the prime minister hasn't. And we're waiting to see, will the prime minister somehow muster some force of his own to get these people to go away? Will he negotiate with them and persuade them that there's some sort of compromise? Or will he give in? In which case, uh, I mean, I'm already calling this militia rule, but then you've really got militia rule. Are there any channels for these disaffected groups to participate in government right now? Yeah, there certainly are. I mean, there was the, the election that was held last July was basically free and fair. Anybody could compete, and there's a relative balance of power in the transitional legislature. The, the non-Islamists don't have a truly dominant share, uh, and the Islamists don't have a dominant share. So you'd think that there was a rough equilibrium there, and all regions of the country are represented. If that body could actually do its work, if it could function and form coalitions and have...